Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. Do you have a big decision that you're struggling with? Or do you have trouble making decisions? Or maybe you just want confirmation that you're headed in the right direction and made the right choice. Well, I've created a special gift for you called How to Ask the Universe for a Sign. In this free half-hour audio program, you're going to learn exactly how to ask the question, how to set everything up so that you can get an answer within 24 hours and finally know one way or another what you should be doing about a particular situation. This has worked so well for me. I'm happy to share it with you. To listen, just go to it's never too late dot biz slash sign. So that's N-E-V-E-R-T-O-O-L-A-T-E dot B-I-Z slash S like in Sam, I-G-N. And it's my pleasure to share that with you. It's a simple tool to use that offers amazing and wonderful results. On this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Eugenia Okanova. She is an international leader in personal transformation with over 20 years of experience, a transcendent teacher of multidimensional wisdom for the purpose of elevating individual consciousness. And she's a catalyst in the shift into sovereign individuality and unity consciousness, where as awakened beings, we are truly free to create the life we desire filled with joy, abundance, and creative contribution. She's the best-selling author of three books. She's traveled the world teaching her methodology and wisdom. She's also a business coach and not your typical writer. Eugenia is clairvoyant, and she uses her extraordinary abilities to support her clients in addition to solid business strategies. Welcome, Eugenia. Oh, thank you so much for having me here, Ronnie. Tell me about unity consciousness. Unity consciousness, it's the next level of evolution of humanity. So we are right now in separation consciousness. This is where we have duality. This is the typical 3D consciousness. This is where, you know, you and I, and we think that they're with two separate people. In unity consciousness, it's a next step of evolution. That does not mean that it erases individuality, but it links it into oneness. So most people think that awakening means that we connect into this divine oneness and just sort of dissolve in it and become all some somehow ascended oneness. But in my understanding of reality and part of the transcension methodology that I um, teach is that we become components that are individualized in our own divinity. And then that is what's connected to oneness. So that's what unity consciousness is. It's essentially unifying humanity with other consciousnesses throughout the universe. So we finally enter the cosmic community, I guess, of. That's pretty interesting. 
I was doing this meditation to release some bindings that I had about magic. And one of the end results was I was told to stand on this round metal plate that had two hearts interlocking up and down like Star of David, but heart. And so I looked up like, is that a real thing? What is that? And guess what it stands for? Unity. I was told if you're going to go do any kind of magic, Imagine standing on this plate with the unity symbol and you will be fine to go from there. That's fascinating what you're talking about because I haven't heard spoken that way. I haven't heard about the individuality still being retained, which sounds good to me. Well, yeah. And I think the misconception is that individuality is ego and that the uh, some some higher state is just oneness. But that's sort of a kindergarten solution to consciousness. But like what I teach is more like a PhD version. That's where you actually look at the details of how it's all made. That's actually part of that's in my books too. But we have lower self, we have ego, we have higher self, and we have a soul self. So individuality actually goes through all of them. And we can be imprinted and conditioned by other components of our environment, by our parents, by our karmic patterns and overlays and so on. But when you shed all of that, your ego self actually becomes transparent so that it naturally follows everything that is your higher self or the soul self desire. That is still individuality, but it's a very different individuality than, let's say, whatever you would normally think of yourself within your parameters of life. It goes beyond that into who are you really? Like, what are your natural superpowers? What is your mission on earth? What is your mission as a soul throughout many incarnations? What are you learning? What is the main drive for why you chose to incarnate in the first place, maybe 200 lifetimes ago, and so on? That's all individuality. That does not get erased. But as we complete every lifetime, of course, we complete whatever the story is within a lifetime. So most people mistake a story, as in I am this person in this lifetime doing this, with their individuality. That's not really in a spiritual sense individuality. That's more like a movie you're watching for the duration of your lifetime, and then okay. the movie is over, but you're still you. What's left on the other side, something way beyond, right? So that's the higher self and the soul self. The higher self is actually created within each lifetime. The soul self carries over from lifetime to lifetime. Those two components of individuality, at some point when we dimensionally progress, so this is ascension and transcension going beyond into 5D and 6D and so on in different incarnations. And then what is left is the soul self. Got it. The next thing I want to talk about is, as a child, I was very interested in Akhenaten. And you have a historical novel, The Secret of Sekhmet, Why Akhenaten Challenged the Gods of Egypt. I'm just so curious. I have to know a little bit about that. The book is actually about her during the time of Akhenaten. So I had a lifetime during that time in Egypt, and I brought in this book a combination of the mystery school teachings of that time. There was a secret society, and then there was the outer society in Egyptian culture, so there were two layers, and then the whole shift from multi-god system to one god, Aten, the light, and then shift back to multi-god system. Why it all happened, what it all meant, and the Sekhmet being, she is a person in a sixth dimension that came down 
down here in the third dimension and initiated a lot of the components of that. So I talk about how it all is connected to human evolution, what it meant to the process of human evolution. And the entire book is written very precisely, it's historically correct. So it's a mystery novel, it's adventure. So you actually, it's a page turner, you, you go through it fast because stuff is happening and you want to know what happens in the next chapter. But so it's actually all historically correct. It's just, right. I know it not from DNA testing, but from remembering who's related to whom and how it happened. That is so cool. I can't wait to read it. And you know, what stood out for me about that story was how the priest, after he died, Akhenaten, the priest went and chiseled his name out of everything. And that is what it just like, uh, you know, like just left such a heavy dense impression of like all that work all that opening all that light and they just chisel them chisel them out of history and yet we still know about him Exactly. And there are many examples in human history like that, where mm, yeah. something was brought in of a higher frequency. Humanity was not necessarily ready for it. Certain number of people were able to accept it and be moved by it. But then majority, the morphogenic field of the group consciousness swallowed that and tried to take it out of existence. And I mean, we're still finding it in every culture, in French culture and Mayan culture, like any culture you can think of on earth that is old enough, that had some awakening, there are pieces like that. This is one of the examples from Egyptian culture. And if you read my book, you will see sort of what's the undercurrents as to why it happened, who did what. And it's, I think it's actually very healing to understand cycles of human history. So instead of thinking like, oh, there was a light and now light got killed. Light cannot get killed. Once something right. is imprinted, it is forever there. But understanding the cycles of how humanity kind of goes for the awakening. Some people make it from that top part of the wave and then the rest of the wave goes down and then another wave up. And again, some people from the top of the wave make it into next state of consciousness and then the rest of humanity goes down. That's actually very healing because we then let go of attachment to having to protect the light from having to do something to get humans to the next level. Everybody will eventually get there. But our job is to maintain specific frequency that is part of our contract in order to hold the range open for humanity to have that next state of consciousness available. I can't believe this says this because I've been talking about this. I've been reading about it. And here it is. Weaving masculine business strategies to feminine quantum energetics. I would love to hear about that. And just briefly, I had an experience with a coach recently, and she's a very nice woman, and I know she means well. But all she wanted to do was talk about what my funnel was and what my nurture sequence was. I just don't want to hear it. Not that those things don't work, because of course they work, but I can't go there. It just doesn't resonate with me anymore. I've tried a lot of those things, and I am really much more open to the idea of that feminine idea of business. And I also read a book recently from a woman from Australia called Wild Business. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but she talked about that too. The whole idea of allowing her feminine wisdom and energy direct her marketing and bring her to success. Let's hear what you say about knitting those two things together. 
both energies are important and both are necessary. I'm one of those odd people that is multidimensional and clairvoyant and open to other possibilities and quantum field, and that's the quantum feminine side. So I bring that into strategies. What I find is that majority of the business place has been dominated by the male consciousness. It has been designed for men. Most of entrepreneurship and, of course, corporate space itself is very patriarchal and yes. uh, masculine. But then entrepreneurship that kind of stepped out of that, a lot of it was masculine. It was all based on systems and strategies and things like 20-step funnel and nurture sequence and all this stuff. Now, of course, it works. Of course, it's yes. needed component of business. But that is also very cold, dry, and dead. <laughs> so the other side of reality, this is where we connect to intuition. This is where we know our soul design. So whatever actions we take are based on our natural energy flow. This is where we expand our wealth container so that we can receive more so that we can attract more. This is where we utilize quantum field in order to tune in to what's possible and then use our intuition and other components of ourselves, like inner knowing, to make the steps. So what I teach my clients is the combination of both. I work with spiritual coaches. I work with conscious leaders, with healers, with energy workers, light workers, anybody who is transformational teacher one way or another. Those people usually have have a lot of talent and a lot of ability and they obviously having great results with their clients but they're not generating that much income because they just don't know the business side and every time they go into learning the business side what happens is exactly what you were naming it's this feeling of oh my god this is cold dry and dead and i don't want it <laughs> so then we reject the masculine side of business and then there is no business there's no money so the way I teach it is that you have to combine the, both sides, but it doesn't start with the strategy masculine side. It, it starts with understanding your soul design. It starts with understanding what are the gifts you have, not whatever skills you've learned, but what are the energetic gifts you have, which frequencies you specifically brought into earth that are the gifts that you meant to give other people and through which you meant to generate wealth. And and which gifts are just for you and which things are not gifts at all, but imprints from, let's say, something else that you don't need to waste your energy on. So understanding all of that, that's essentially like knowing your soul expertise. From that, you understand who you have a soul contract with, who are the people who are already here on earth, who are requiring, needing, and wanting the very thing that your gift is. So understanding that energy match, fully becoming that, that stepping into the premium level of yourself and working with that premium level client creates a very different energetic relationship with your business. From that standpoint, we then understand and create your methodology. Methodology is how you do what you do. A lot of spiritual people don't know how to explain what they do. They're like, well, I don't know. I just do everything or I just do something or something happens. And you cannot sell that. And that's part of the reason why a lot of times no money happens. So my expertise and my talent, my gift, my superpower is that I am able to help my clients find those 
components within them to understand how they do what they do to put that process from the multidimensional nonlinear into something that is very linear and step-by-step, -step, but still retains the multidimensional component instead of dumbing it down to like version that you don't even feel like this is something you want to do. It still remains to be multidimensional, but now it has the correct energy imprinted in something linear. So that's your methodology. So, so far I've named three things, soul expertise, who you have contract with, for whom you meant to do it. So that's like niching, but from the higher perspective. And then your methodology, your process. The next step would be to understand what container you want to put that process in. Most people do not have that component figured out. They just kind of do one-off sessions, or maybe they teach a course here and there. So I work with each person to find within their soul design, what is the natural way for them to do it? Is it a higher level program? Is it something that is ongoing? Is it something that you need to go on and off and on and off instead of a continuous and so on? So we look at your energetics so that you do not ever end up in burnout or force yourself or put pressure on yourself, but that your business strategy in a container that you're going to put your methodology actually matching the natural energetics that you came in with. So that's a step four. And once you have that, then the next step is, again, based on your soul design, how do you meant to promote this? Because if we don't promote this, nothing happens. If you're actually interested in getting to six figures and more, and you actually want to create larger impact on this planet through your incredible gift, then you do need to have some sort of a promotional strategy or marketing strategy. For that, I utilize quantum energetics. So now we're not just going to write, let's say, a sales page or a, you know, some sort of a email or something, but we're going to look at, okay, when you make, let's say, a video, what energy are you in? What is the emphasis point energetically that you're making? How is this going to resonate specifically? What do you need to mention? Where do you need to let go same thing with writing same thing with everything if there is a strategy if you know what you're doing but it's built on that quantum component of who you are which is really feeling based intuition based and knowing as to who you are and where your soul wants you to put emphasis on in order to attract correct people this solves the problem of chasing after clients because now you become a vortex and you attract clients to you and if your wealth container is also worked on and is expanded that means you now can receive what is coming and that also connects to wealth itself as in money piece so that's the process that i take my clients through so that they understand these pieces the soul expertise the who is this for part the niching on the uh, soul contract way the methodology which is how they do their process and what container they're going to put it in so what kind of a program or offer they're going to create that is matching who they are and then from that the marketing but notice how all of this of course there's some literal masculine business components like you got to know how to let's say write or how to make a video or how to download something or how to connect one thing to another so that somebody can opt in let's say for your beautiful uh, free class or something like that but once you said very basic pieces a lot of the rest of it is just energetical alignment so i find that most spiritual entrepreneurs because they don't know what they're doing they get those 27 dollar courses or you know 500 courses and they think it's going to fix something so then they end up doing 200 different things and none of them are connected to each other and it's just waste of energy and most of the time doesn't even fit with one soul design yeah. So what I do instead is I say, okay, it's much better for you to invest in something higher level, but then 
it's going to be customized to you. So now instead of by the end of this, you know, learning to do 200 things, you just learn, okay, these are the three things that I need to put my efforts in. Three or two or four, that's it. So then you're not wasting your energy anymore. You now essentially rinse and repeat. You now know what to focus on. You're relaxed in your life and your business and your life become interwoven correctly. That's the masculine and feminine woven together. Yeah, beautiful. Let's talk about soul design then, because I've heard of human design and I must admit I block at that. I feel like it's like astrology for me. For example, I had two astrologers in my 30s tell me I would never get married, but they were both wrong. So I don't like being hemmed in. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm curious what, and, and that's my experience with human design. So, but what is soul design? I've never heard of that. Well, soul design is something I have invented. It's my methodology. So it is a combination of many factors. Mostly it is my clairvoyant vision. So I look at someone's soul contract. I look at their karmic patterns. I look at the gifts they brought. I look at how those gifts are woven, which components are profit potential for a person, which components are related to their life cycles, as in how they meant to progress through their life, which components are about their personal evolution, like what are the shadow sides, what is the uh, developmental area to focus on, where the lessons are, what is the next level of component or process as to where you can arrive at and so on. So like the next personal evolution piece, what is the correct drive to focus on, but mostly what is the correct energetics for the person. So not everybody's designed the same way. We're all designed very differently, but if you kind of bring it down, so the basic there would be two you're either more on the electric side more masculine or more on the magnetic side more feminine then from that there are more variations when we get to over a thousand variations that's part of what i do is looking at the person from many different angles and i utilize other components as well i utilize of course the chakra system and the hindu understanding of that and my own translation of that i utilize some astrology some human design i utilize gene keys i utilize kabbalah i utilize i ching i utilize a lot of pieces but none of them by themselves going to give you the answer one thing i want to address in what you said is feeling like let's say astrology or human design is going to pigeonhole you into something that is a very lower level like the total kindergarten level, kind of like when people pick astrology from a newspaper magazine and say, oh, my horoscope says that. Yeah, it never is right. And a lot of times, unfortunately, many people who say they do those things, they are more like technicians, not the artists. So they just read whatever they see. And then they read some book that says, okay, this, this means that. That is not how it's intended, and this is not what it's for. So when you are born, there are certain influences that happen to you. And I don't know that much astrology, so I wouldn't go from that standpoint. But from what I do understand is that when I look at every human being, if I know where they were born in the reality, in the place on this earth and the time, I can see timelines and possibilities and what they've been influenced by. Now, from that place, we start decoding the personality. So understanding how your energy flows. Like for example, somebody might actually naturally be the person that needs to conserve their energy because they don't have uh, endless supply of that, that they have to recharge a lot. But they've been born into a family where everybody was like an energizer bunny. So then they got programmed into, well, I have to have energy because that's my pride. Like I'm strong, I can do it. And because they open, maybe empathic, they perhaps can when 
they're around those kinds of people. But as soon as they leave the family, like let's say person grows up, goes to college or something, suddenly they feel like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I have no energy. Am I depressed? When actually that might have been their normal state, but they're trying to live their life as if they are still the Energizer Bunny that is matching their family, which they were never in the first place yeah. or the other way around let's say somebody who's very much um charged person like they have a lot of energy and it's directional and they need to go and do something and accomplish and then they maybe been judged for that and said like why can't you never sit, sit still why do you always have to do many things at once just focus on one thing you know why can't you just come down or or maybe they try to meditate and they can't because that's just doesn't work with their energy so what i do is i actually uncover how are you built what is your yeah. natural soul design not all these layers but the natural one yeah. so when i do that kind of a um it's called a vip day so for 5 hours we just literally look at how you're built and the down of the entire thing, including for your business, if you're an entrepreneur, how you meant to generate wealth, how you meant to use your energy and so on. Within all of that, most times the strongest response I get is relief from people. They're like, oh, thank God. Like I knew all this stuff kind of, but like you all almost like you're giving me permission to just finally claim it and be me. That's yeah. what soul design does. It allows you to fully step into who you are, discard what you're not, that you might be confusing with who you are, and instead give yourself permission to fully step into whatever you're meant to do in this incarnation. So what I hear you saying feels much better to me because what you're doing is linking all those pieces together so that you are who you really are, not limiting somebody, but putting all those pieces together so they can be the fullest expression of who they are. And that's exactly. a very different approach than somebody telling me, do you really want to get married? Because I don't really see that for you. Yeah. And that's also, well, I don't know this person who's told you that, but of from course. my perspective, that would be pretty limited perspective, even on knowing astrology, because most of the time, like when somebody asks me, like, let's say, do you think I should launch my course right now? So we would look at her design. We would look at her energetics. We would look at that. But my job is not to tell somebody what they should or should not do. We have free of will. Course. We can do anything. 100% well, possible, 100% of the time. But and, what I can say is, yeah. would this be easier or would this be more challenging? If you go this way, if you approach it from this other angle, or if you don't go there at all, let's look at each three possibilities and see what would be the outcome, which I yeah. can do. And then from that standpoint, the individual themselves makes a decision. And I also actually teach my clients how to properly make decisions. So questions like this don't even show up as should I launch this course now or not, because they already got trained as to which part of them decision-making process initiates from and that's very different for people it's not always like you know like we're trained to do it from our heads right like pros and cons and stuff but that's never the way so some people it's intuition for some people it's instant in the moment for other people there are a lot of emotional waves and they have to know how to read those waves to understand themselves some mm -hmm. people it's from the heart some people is from the throat chakra some people it's actually from the back of the second chakra like from their hips there are many different ways how you can be programmed to 
decide and your system, if you learn that way, automatically gives you the answer. It's a yes or a no, and there, there's no question. So a lot of the confusion and worry and what ifs just goes away because you're now living in synchronicity with the quantum field because you're utilizing your soul design correctly and you in resonance with quantum field, you just know, yep, this is to do, this is not to do, this is to do now, this is to do later. That's yep. it. That would certainly be a relief. And I don't I don't mean to diss astrology because just because I had two astrology readings that were wrong doesn't mean there's nothing good in astrology. I don't mean to say that at all. I'm sure there's plenty of good stuff in astrology and I know people love it. So, you know, that's fine. I just don't like when people put me in a box. So I love how you talk about what you do because you're adding things up for the greatest good of the person, not to create limitations or say, oh, well, you're a generator and so you have to wait. What What do you think I'm going to wait for? So anyway, I love how you have put together all those layers. I mean, that's really amazing. From the universal standpoint, we are forever loved. We are all absolutely cherished and loved. So when we connect to that frequency of divine love within us, we are able to have certain level of kindness so that we can parent ourselves correctly. And that's the part that bringing it back to what I was saying earlier, finally allows the ego personality to resolve the issues of the lower self and eventually to become transparent so that we just follow the desires of the soul and the navigation from that higher place instead of the ego desires or fearful protection of the lower self um, issues. Okay, well, that clears that up. I hear that you have a free gift you want to share with my listeners. Uh, yeah, one of, I mean, there's many things on my website that if you go on there, transcensiongate.com, you will see so many things and you can check them all out. But the gift for your audience that I have is the um, Solar Console and the Language of Light bundle. It is a mini course that allows you to understand more about the solar console, which are the multidimensional beings that I work with, understand about the energies on this planet, different species on this planet who are conscious, who are sitting on the console. I do a lot of work with the console. So that gives you sort of the idea as to what is the energy, how to connect to it, what to do with it, how to utilize it for yourself, how to contribute correctly, and so on. And the language of light, it's a another mini course that's in there. It's a bundle of those two that that explains to you a lot of the misconceptions probably that you might have about what language of light is because people think of it from like some symbols to whatever and they, they don't really know what it is so I give very clear ideas to what it is because being clairvoyant I'm visual and I literally see a lot of those codes so over doing this work for 20 years or something, I've seen so many different variations of different ways how the language of light can express itself. So by looking through those videos and studying a little bit of what I'm describing, you will start to understand your own interaction with the language of light, your own way of receiving it or perceiving it or doing something with it for your own evolution. And there are also pieces there about why star seeds get, get lonely and how to prevent that or what is the truth, the personal truth versus the higher truth and how to open your heart for divine love and some other pieces that are all part of that bundle. So it would be really great for you. Fabulous. Well, it sounds very comprehensive. I want to thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of your insights and wisdom and explaining how the masculine and the feminine can work together in business. This was very eye-opening. So I appreciate uh, that you were here today. Thank you so much, Eugenia. 
Oh, thank you so much, Ronnie, for having me here. And I hope that this will have some wisdom for your listeners and something that they can apply and understand perhaps different, maybe some light bulbs went off. <laughs> yeah, that talking. would that would be awesome. That's always what we look for, right? The aha moment. Exactly. Beautiful. All right. Thanks again. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Love and magic.